This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. Welcome to Warrior Watch. This is Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. We are so excited for you to be with us July the 27th. It's a beautiful morning, and we're excited to have you here. I'm really excited about my guest, Ivan Tate, an amazing man of God that we had the privilege of having at Celebration of Life Church here in Baytown, Texas. Pastor Todd and Cindy and I hosted him. We actually had him two different weekends and just... An amazing impact. He literally had an amazing impact. Holy Ghost used him in such a powerful way with our church. And I'm so excited about uh, talking to him today about a ministry called What Matters Ministry and Missions that him, uh, Ivan and Kim Tate actually have founded and uh, are, God's using them to really make a difference all over the world. I, before we get um, into all of that, I want to thank you so much for uh, listening to BPN Radio, supporting BPN Radio, and being one of the prayer warriors that is really committed to this ministry. We, I believe with all of my heart that God has raised up Dale Gentry in this ministry um, to really make a difference in America and across the world to, to really ignite our desire for prayer and our determination to be faithful with our prayer life because prayer is what changes things. So if you want to get involved in any way, um, any type of financial support would be a blessing. Uh, go to bpnradio.com. Also, you can uh, download the TuneIn app and listen to BPN Radio every day, and you will be blessed. There's an, um, lots of amazing guests and uh, just so much that you can get from the Holy Spirit and from the teachers and preachers and individuals, businessmen, businesswomen, all types of Holy Ghost individuals that are committed to prayer. Pastor Ivan, I want to, uh, Prophet Ivan, Teacher Ivan, he, he's an international speaker, travels all over the world, preaches the gospel, has one of the most amazing gifts for teaching the Bible, but yet coupling that with humor and making it really easy to digest. And, um, you know, the Bible is has all types of aspects, and we get taught all types of things from the Bible. But when someone has the ability to teach the beautiful Word of God and do it in such a way to make you laugh in the process, I think that's a real gift. Um, he travels all over the world, preaches all over the world, and is making a huge difference. Uh, Ivan, will you tell us a little bit about what you and Kim are doing with your your missions ministries and, and just a little bit about your family. I know there's five children, uh, six children, uh, four biological and two adopted, but tell us a little bit about your family and what you guys are doing. Sure. And thank you for having me, Callie. Appreciate it. And uh, really I'm looking forward to today. It's going to be amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, we started in 1972. Well, I did. I got saved in 1972. I went right into ministry 
which was, of course, a mistake, but <laughs> there was nobody else around, so you got to just go with what you got. And God had mercy, and I don't think I destroyed anybody's life. But Praise um, the Lord. Yeah, but, you know, and then I, uh, my wife and I got married in 1976, and uh, we've been pretty much always in the ministry. And when I was growing up, I grew up in South Texas. I grew up down in Harlingen, Texas. And I come from a family. My my mom is Hispanic, and so I grew up in a Hispanic culture. Uh, my dad is Scottish from Scotland. He came over here, I think, when he was eight years old, something like that. And uh, just grew up in a very, you know, difficult uh, situation, difficult home life. But uh, from it all, I, I really, my grandmother had a restaurant, Mexican restaurant, and every Friday she'd go to Mexico and take me with her as a little boy. Wow. And I would see the beggars and uh, legless people and all of that kind of uh, people back in, you know, early in the 50s. And it was it was quite a quite a, an impact on me. I just I really it impacted me so deeply that I asked my uh, my grandmother if she'd give me you know something to give them, and she would give me pennies and things like that. I'd put them in their cups and all of that. And it was very very uh, traumatic for me because I, I didn't have a way to actually figure who are these people, why are they like this, and why are they so unhappy and miserable. But the seed was planted in there by the Holy Ghost, and wow. that seed grew. And then when I got saved in 1972, I was 17, I was in high school, and a girl gave me a Bible. A girl that I was chasing gave me a Bible, wow. and I didn't know it was a Bible because, you know, I, I grew up in a family, Callie, where you, my mom told us, do not read the Bible. If you read the Bible, you will lose your mind. Oh, only Lord. priests can read the Bible and only priests can tell you what's in the Bible. You don't have the brain or capacity to understand it and it will drive you crazy. She told me, you'll end up barefooted with long hair, playing a guitar and walking around talking to little green people. <laughs> and so that was the picture my mother gave me of reading the Bible. So I, I, I was terrified of the Bible. She kept the little Bible uh, and she locked it. She had a lock on the Bible. And then she would get it every Sunday morning, and we, she'd hold it in her hands the whole time during our Mass, and then come back and put it in there. And we were like, we just stayed away from that whole area because the Bible was in there, and it had something in there that could drive you crazy, and you lose your mind. And every time I'd see somebody walking down the street talking to themselves, I said, they must have read the Bible, you know. <laughs> and so it was, it was a very bizarre, bizarre family. And... So I'm I'm chasing this girl down the street and in high school and she turned around and she said, "You know, what is wrong with you?" And I said, "Well, what I, you know, whatever it is, you can fix it." And she said, "Well, <laughs> if you'll read this, if you'll read this book, I will talk to you. If you'll read this book, I'll talk to you." And so, uh I didn't know what it was. Like I said it was torn up, it had writing on it, it didn't have a cover. And it opened up to 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter. By verse 5, I was crying so hard, so uncontrollably, because I was reading words that were so beautiful wow. and that described me so perfectly. Without love, you are nothing. You yes. are nobody. You don't exist. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so full of ha hatred towards my father. I'm so full of hatred towards 
so many people and so many things that had happened to me. I was already at 17 consumed with bitterness and hatred and and just uh, ugliness and and I got saved right there, right on the spot underneath a mesquite tree in South Texas. I I said, God, if this is who you really are, then I just I don't know what you have, and if there's you got anything for me, I'm I want to I want to do it, you know. And and then the process just went on from there, and um, for a year and a half. Uh, we just got so many people saved in the high school. From that, a church was birthed, and then my wife uh, came to that church, and I met her there, Kimberly. And four years later, uh, in uh, 1976, we were married. And then one day, the Lord just said to me, uh, "I want you to go and preach to the whole body of Christ." Well, in South Texas. There's nothing down down there, you know. I mean, it's uh, back then. There was nothing. I mean, I, we didn't. I didn't even know one pastor, one church. I didn't know anything. We bought a big thirty-five foot trailer with a a nineteen seventy pickup truck, single cab, for thirteen thousand dollars, which we didn't have. We, we had to go borrow it. My wife actually went to the bank. I actually didn't even have the faith for it, but she said she did. So she went to the bank. Wow. And asked the lady, uh, said, on my word, you know, we will pay you every payment and never miss a payment because we had no equity. We had a garage sale and we made $500. Wow. And, you know, and so she, uh, <clears throat> I'd been, you know, helping the pastor of church there uh, since that early age. And now I'm, I'm about uh, 26 years old. And so, you know, by then... We just uh, started praying about it, and we bought this huge trailer. And so we're just literally just walk, uh, praying every every day. And then uh, some fella came by, a preacher, and he said, I want to uh, go to this pastor's conference. Why don't you just come, and maybe you'll meet somebody there. And so I borrowed a car and drove up there to Abilene, Texas. Wow. And a big conference there. And and I wasn't like a speaker or anything. I was just there to see if I could meet somebody and get a meeting. And so and so I I was, you know, just praying and he comes up to me and he says to me, uh, you know, my my cousin who's the head of this is so sick that he can't preach the two o'clock service and I'm preaching tonight. So I asked him if I could let you preach and he said he didn't care because he's so sick. So you've got one hour to get a life. <laughs> and so and so he he just said to me um you know do the best you can and let's see what happens you know so sure. i got up there and i just started flowing in the holy ghost and at about that was two o'clock in the afternoon at six o'clock there was like 1200 people just laid out everywhere wow. and i got a year of bookings i got a year of bookings from that and i never have lacked and it's been 44 and a half years wow now. that was and you were 26 years old yeah 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 the holy ghost was amazing i came home with that those bookings and my wife and i just cried and cried and we just thank god for it and and i i i started going to mexico and building churches with teams and then all over the world, then we went to everywhere. I mean, all over the world. We so from the very churches. beginning, from the very beginning of your ministry, you started doing missions of some sort. I was 19 years old when I built the first church in Mexico. Wow. 19 years old. And, um, and then we just kind of 
you know, we traveled on the road in that trailer for about, about three and a half to four years. And we just lived in that trailer and just went from church to church. Wow. What a and blessing. It was quite a quite an adventure. There was a lot, a lot, a lot of a lot of stories out of that. But from that, we started, you know, like I said, building Bible schools and, and medical clinics and about seven orphanages that we helped build and and then God, you know, told us after I went back to some of those places to check on them. They weren't doing what they said they would do. They weren't even orphanage. They were using them for other things. And and we got, you know, the Lord said, don't ever do that again. You run what you build, you know. Wow. Wow. And so that's what we did. And we 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 built, uh, you know, Casa Angelina Orphanage in Guatemala. And it is an education, high education orphanage. So all the kids there, Cali. We educate them all the way through graduate school. So they don't leave at 18. They leave when they have their graduate degrees. Isn't that amazing? And yeah, we have about 17 right now in college studying, you know, to be doctors and lawyers and architects and, uh, you know, engineers and just anything you can imagine, computer, you know, programmers and uh, just everything. And it's, so you're it's not very, only, very rewarding. So you're not only feeding them and clothing them and taking care of them, but you are totally preparing them to function in the outside world and you're preparing them spiritually and in the natural. Yeah, we, we take teams every month from all over the world. They come in and they help us build and, and do whatever we've got to do and then the kids basically we educate them on three levels academically socially and spiritually wow those are the three levels of education so academically you know for their for their academic career socially how do they interact with the world as a christian and spiritually who are they as a christian what is their destiny why are they royalty why are they no longer worthless children that come from dumps and the sex trade. 90% of our children are all from sex trade. That means wow. they all have been sexually abused. And we have them as young as three years old that have been sexually abused. We have mm. kids there that have babies at 12 years old already. Oh, that's and, unbelievable. You know, and it's it's quite, but now they get in educations. Uh, we have a 12-year-old girl that came and she uh, already had a baby. And um, she, in Three years' time, she's completed seven years of school already. Wow. And she devours knowledge. She devours it because she's seen that education is the doorway out of all forms of slavery and poverty. Wow. And so we teach them that they're royalty, that they're as good as anybody else, that they are to be celebrated, they're to have dignity, they're to be loved, they're to be respected, they're to be honored, that God has a plan for their life. They're going to change the world, that they have gifts, that they have callings, that they have a destiny. And it just lights them on fire. I mean, they just, Callie, they just get on fire. I mean, they are burning with the Holy Ghost. They are burning with prayer and the Holy Ghost. They pray in the Holy Ghost. I mean, they speak in <laughs> tongues. They prophesy. They they are, uh, you know, they're moving in the Holy Ghost. We brought the first three by a miracle of God. Um, three of our kids went to the immigration in Guatemala and and the immigration turned them down. And then one of the girls said, no, 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 no. You got to hear my story. And she said, you know, when I came to Casa Angelina at seven years old, I don't I didn't have I don't have an, a, a name, a birthday, a parent, nothing. And we had to give her a name. 
her and her brother had to give them names, had to give them birthdays, and she gave them their testimony, and the, the lady immigration officer was weeping so hard, she called everybody back and gave them all their visas. Wow. And they got to, yeah, I know, they got to come back, and they preached this last year in the church, some of the churches uh, here around the United States, and um, you know, it's it's really the calling of the church and the calling of every person to be connected to an orphan. And uh, you your know, daughter actually run. Does your daughter actually run the day to day efforts of this? She is. She is. Her husband, my daughter Bethany uh-huh. Fraser, and her husband Andrew from uh, Australia. Uh, are the pastors of the orphanage? Wow. We we they they are they are they are partners. We so it's my wife and I, my two daughters and their husbands that are the partners. And then of course we have our board. But my daughter and her husband live there six months out out of the year. But my wife also, my wife is in charge of everything that has to deal with the children. She's over all that. And then my daughter and her husband help uh in all the other aspects of everything including that aspect and as but they're the pastors they run the church all the spiritual stuff and things like that for the kids and then we have a director there as well and you know everybody works together with us and so it's it's a very large orphanage it's it's uh not a high population we have 120 something kids right now our highest population will be 200 probably because uh, when I started this orphanage, uh, you know, I was going to have 500 kids, but then I realized sex trade kids and homeless kids and kids that are abused, you almost need one-on-one uh, ministry in order to get them out of what they've been into, intellectually get them out, spiritually get them out, emotionally get them out, right. and put them in a place where they can actually see a different possibility for their future. Right. So you can't have 500 kids like that in an orphanage. Um, everybody will be molesting each other. Yeah, to be totally honest right. with you. That's yeah. what will happen. And, you know, you can't. So, God told me to have a high education orphanage. So we we really concentrate on the quality of each child. God told me this, Callie. He said one of those children will be the president of Guatemala. Oh, and it's going to be pretty powerful when it happens. Um, so they're they're uh, you know they're very. Um, when, when, when a child comes there, they come into a world much different than the one they've been in. And it takes them a while to believe that this is their future. But once they do, once they see it, like we, like us, when we're walking with God, once we see, you know, the inheritance, the adoption, the potential, the future, the anointing, the spirit of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, right. the possibilities, the potential, they, they just explode. They literally explode. They just go crazy like, oh, my gosh, could this be true that God has picked me out from all these people and planted me here so that I could be something great and change the world? That is so amazing. That is so amazing. And I know that this is no easy feat because you've got so many areas of their life, literally every area of their life has to be transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost, by good teaching, by 
you know, they've got to see an example of what it's like to live healthy and normal and righteous. And so I, my hat goes off to you and your whole team, your family, for really um, embarking on this. It's one thing to send your money in. And yes, we should support. We should do something. If sending our money, going out and building whatever you need. But it's another thing to say, not only am I going to send money, but I'm going to actually go out there and make sure that these dollars and these cents bring forth the fruit with the prayers and the fasting and all the spiritual sacrifice. Tell me what it's like for, um, and we've got just a few more minutes before we're going to break, but tell me what it's like. Let's just say I bring a team out and we're there for five or six days. What's it like for a team to come out and, and what are some of the projects they do? Well, first of all, you fly into Guatemala City. We pick you up there in a bus. It's very nice, a brand-new airport. looks just like Houston Airport or any of those airports. Really, really nice. We pick everybody up uh, uh, in one of our buses, and then it's about an hour and 15 minutes to a city called Antigua. Antigua is like uh, it's a national, international city of, of uh, language schools. So people come there from all over the world. You have Europeans there. You have Africans there. You have uh, Americans there. Lots and lots of hotels, five-star hotels. We put everybody up in a five-star hotel. It's really, really nice. They come there, and then we pick them up at about 8 in the morning and take them out to the orphanage, which is another 50 minutes from that town. And then uh, we give them an orientation the first day. It's a very large complex. It's built on the top of a mountain. It's 7,500 feet up. Wow. And it's uh, 20, uh, 25 acres. Uh, it's about you know $9 million worth of, of, of buildings right now. It's, it's, uh, we have a school. Uh, the, we have college as well. We have a medical clinic. We have uh, feeding centers. All the kids live in really high-quality homes that we've built. Uh, individuals build the homes. They sponsor them. Then we name them after that person or those people or a church or whoever. And and then we're, we're building a large church. So we do everything from landscaping all the way to plumbing, concrete, electrical, everything. So wow. any skill or no skill, we have plenty to do for everybody. And then they spend time with the children every day, uh, at least two to three hours every day when they come on the team, they get to spend with the kids. And all our kids are, are you know, we, we need sponsors for all our children. For example, like their schooling for just their books is $50 a month for wow. each child. And then, uh, and then food uh, and then medical and things like that. So each area of that, uh, you know, require sponsors and stuff like that. And so we, we, uh, we bring the teams in there up to about 150 people at a time. Uh, every month we've got a team as we speak right now of about 88, uh, 84 people, I think right now, uh, at the orphanage, wow. my wife and daughter are there with their husband, with their, um, with uh, my daughter's there with her husband. And then my wife's there. She, she's there. She spends probably six months out of the year at the orphanage, back and forth at different times. So I got to fly in and fly out and fly in and fly out, you know. And, uh, you know, we really pour into these children and the teams are an integral part of it because that's how we've built this amazing place. We just got uh, the stamp of approval from the government, which very few orphanages have that. And um, uh, it's it's basically what they call their 
they're exemplary kind of orphanage. They bring people to show this is how we want the orphanages. But of course, they don't give you any help. You know, it's all you got to do it all yourself. But but uh, that and so the, the, the people come, they play a very big part, Callie, because they are there to give love, affirmation and even family. Some of them, even those that have come back for the rest of their lives and those kids get to know them. And it's like an extended family. And wow. then when they come to the United States, they get to see their see them in the United States. And they say, oh, that's Pastor So-and-so. And that's Pastor, Pastor So-and-so. And that's Sister This and, uh, and all that. And so that these kids who have no family, they now have family in the United States. And, of course, some of them will eventually come to the United States and study there and even live there and get married and things like that. Uh, we've, we've had a couple of them do that so it's it's very it's very uh important for people to realize that from our research we found that only one percent of the body of christ uh takes care of orphans on a regular basis wow uh and 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 less than one percent of christians know the name of an orphan that they personally take care of wow so it is a very tragic it is very an area that's extremely neglected, and it's because, of course, a lot of people aren't taught uh, out of James one twenty seven that pure religion is to rescue orphans and widows and keep your life unspotted from the world. And hardly anybody—I've never even heard a sermon on it. And I've been a Christian forty five years. I've never heard, other than myself, I've never heard somebody preach on rescuing orphans, you know, and uh, and actually being responsible for them. That is so good. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But I want first for us to enjoy this song by Natalie Grant called Clean, Be Blessed, and we'll be right back with you. I see a shatter. You see hope. I see a broken, but you see beautiful. Destiny, oh, oh. cause you're. 
Welcome back to Warrior Watch with Ivan Tate, and we're talking about the purpose of the church concerning orphans and widows. They have a beautiful ministry uh, called What Matters um, Ministry and Missions, uh, doing all types of work across the world, but especially an orphanage in Guatemala that God they've raised up. God is using them to change lives of uh, a lot of kids that would have in in no other you know without without what God has provided through this mission or organization would have had no hope and so they're being changed spiritually they're being changed socially they're they're being changed uh they'll be changed educationally economically and uh you know that's what Jesus does he goes for the whole man it's his desire to transform us ho- 100% from the inside out. He wants to transform us in every way so that his glory can be displayed through our lives. Um, Brother Ivan, let's talk about the purpose of the church concerning orphans and how important this role plays in our Christianity. That is a great a great topic because number one, and this is really an important thing that I've discovered, I have found that you find God at the feet of the poor. And if you're looking for God, you're going to find him where the orphans are. You're going to find him where the widows are. You're going to find him where poor people are. And all these years since I was 17, I, 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 I began to notice that whenever I would take care of an orphan or a widow, I would have amazing miracles and breakthroughs break out in my life. And now after being addicted to just helping orphans and widows and the poor, I can see how so many people that we've brought, thousands of people that we've taken around the world, that the Holy Spirit has completely changed their lives. They'll go and, and, and come for a week to the orphanage, and then they'll go back home and their business has changed. They've had contracts that were pending that have gone through. They've had marriage issues that are resolved. Some of their children have come back to God. A lot of beautiful things happen to people who take care of orphans. And it's just natural from the Holy Spirit to see, to, for God to bless people who take care of children that nobody else wants. I mean, an orphan, an orphan is the most beautiful child on planet Earth. Yes. I mean, they, they're just like empty vessels. They're empty. They're just waiting for love. They're waiting for, for affirmation. They're waiting to be celebrated. They're waiting to be like a flower or a seed planted in the ground. They're just waiting to be somebody to speak life into them yes. and say, grow, come out, be amazing, change the world. Yes. You are powerful. You're anointed. You're called by God. And that's what a lot of the people do that come on our teams. They get that anointing on them to just love on these kids and watch them grow and watch them become powerful men and women of God in whatever arena God has anointed them. And the purpose of the, of the church, and, and this is so powerful because so many churches are missing out on their really God-ordained blessings because they have no ministry to orphans. I can tell you, I have been ministering now for over 40 years actually 44 years that I've been ministering. And I can tell you that almost nine out of 10 churches that I visit all over the world have no ministry to orphans at all, zero. They don't take care of orphans uh, regularly, monthly. They don't, they don't know any orphans. They, once in a blue moon, they might've gone somewhere and done something, 
but it's not an intricate part of the church. And sometimes, because sometimes pastors think, well, I'm not called to that. I'm called to, you know, build this or do that. But really, biblically, every Christian, every single Christian should take care of an orphan. Every yes. single Christian. It's part of the calling of God in pure religion. James one twenty seven. Pure religion in the eyes of God and in the eyes of man. Think about that, Callie. Not only is it pure religion in the eyes of God, it's the pure, pure religion in the eyes of man. Even lost people think it's the right thing to do. Wow. Wow. And I have, I have entire groups of lost people that come. They, I mean, I have every denomination you can think of. We have them come. They'll come. They'll be in our, in our services, in our prayer meetings. They'll get saved. They'll get delivered. They get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They say, I didn't know any of this existed. I just came to help kids. I didn't know my whole life was going to be changed, and I was going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I was praying in tongues. And they're praying. They go back singing and crying and just, you know, because they look into the face of an orphan that has been sold by its mother on a street corner since it was four years old. That yeah. baby was four years old when they put that four-year-old child in the car with a stranger who drove them to an alley somewhere, violated that four-year-old child, brought it back to its mother, and paid it $2. Wow. Wow. God help us. God help us. And, and, and they're just, it's happening all over the world. By the thousands. We have a ministry in Kenya, Africa as well, where we take care of 1,500 kids. And I'm telling you, it's a very, it's a plague on the church um, and a terrible, terrible statement against the body of Christ in the eyes of the world. Yes. That we preach things but do nothing. And that's one of the things that a lot of the pastors who come to Casa Helena instantly when they go back they say that's it never again will this church not be connected to orphans never again and we've seen churches literally uh be transformed overnight completely transformed overnight the spirit in the church the anointing in the church the services are anointed the preaching changes the volunteer attitude changes everything changes because once you start taking care of a child that cannot pay you back you're literally investing divine treasures into your own spirit and filling yourself up with the nature and virtues of God himself. That is so powerful. And God help us to get this. God help us. God help the body of Christ. Open our eyes to get this revelation. And, and Lord, I just thank you for a heart for this. This is so beautiful. So you've literally seen churches transformed by just embracing this. I cannot tell you of one church, not even one, that has not been transformed completely. Uh, I was just with a pastor, and he came to Casa and Helena. And, and I, I, he, at the time that I first met him, they weren't doing anything for anybody about anything. And all, and now they've built over 3,000 churches and have an orphanage and have built, helped build ours, us do the things we do around the world. And they just are exploded, completely exploded. And it's that same testimony over and over and over again. And not only churches, but individuals, their families getting saved, marriages being healed. How can you not? Think about it like this, Callie. How can you not walk inside of the heart of God and come out the same. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it. You can't just walk inside of God's heart 
and then walk out unchanged, untouched. Yes, yes. No, you once you once you get inside the heart of God and you see a child, and this child is wounded. They we had a child. They brought this child to our door. The child was bleeding. I happened to be there. I said, "What is going on?" They said the grandfather tried to molest the child and 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 tried to cut her open with a bottle. Oh. We had to take her for surgery. Oh. Think about how vile and wicked that is. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And that child is that child is now almost ready to go to college. Isn't that amazing? And, and it's going to be a doctor. You know, the Holy Spirit is talking to the church about one of the greatest areas of blessing and resources and supernatural abundance and love prosperity, soul prosperity, spiritual prosperity, emotional prosperity, uh, divine prosperity, financial prosperity that is being left on the ground, laying there, and that is an orphan. One orphan that enters the life of any family will completely revolutionize the parents and the children. We have children that come to the orphanage when they're little. They're like seven and eight years old, come with their parents, and the parents tell us these children are dedicated for the rest of their lives to God, to Jesus, and to helping children. Even even your own children have their lives transformed when they get to help an orphan and bond with that orphan emotionally and say, I'm going to be your friend all my life for the rest of my life. I'm going to be in your life, and you will be able to count on me, and you're going to grow up and be amazing. I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to forsake you because that's the spirit of Jesus. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is a celebrator. He celebrates us. He lifts up our dignity and respect. He gives us identity, and he tells us, you are priceless in my eyes, and now I'm going to make you priceless and a treasure to the world. Praise God. Yes, yes, yes. This just blesses me so much, and I just know that everyone listening is being changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. I literally feel the Holy Ghost so strong uh, in my studio today, just you talking about this and the impact of this and how much the church, it's really, it's part of our mandate. And we cannot, we cannot as a church just, you know, make a decision not to be involved. It's really, we really don't have a choice. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it because we have so many people that come to the orphanage and I can spot it now in a matter of two or three seconds when a man or a woman sees the kids and they put their armor on and they say, I'm not going to be emotional. I'm not going to be moved by this. I'm not because really the only, the only thing they're thinking is how do I keep my money in my pocket? <laughs> That's what they're thinking. They're not thinking, okay, I'm going to bless these children or love these children. It's not like anybody's asking them for anything, but they just, they're so geared to that, that they right. say, okay. And then they, they won't touch the children or hug them or come near them. They won't look at them. They're just kind of walk around with their armor on. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the church is like. Yeah. We have cl- covered our eyes covered our ears and said, they are not our children. I have children. I need to take care of my children and somebody else will take care of those children. And that is where the true lack and spiritual poverty, the ghettos of the soul are born when we reject the children of the world. Say that again. Say that again. 
Yeah, the ghettos of the soul are born when we reject the children of the world. Jesus Our Christ. soul becomes a ghetto when we reject children who depend on Christians to care for them and rescue them and love them and support them and take care of them and give them a chance at life and break the slavery, break the chains, break the bondages, and break all the different levels of poverty that are in their lives. And so that's what we're all about. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's what, you know, Well, every... that's, that goes back to pure religion. When you think about Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave, for God so loved the world that he gave, everything about the gospel is about love and about giving. And so when we love... Right. And we give, and it's one thing to give to your own, and that's a beautiful, uh -huh. but when you give to someone that cannot give back to you, and your reward only comes from the Lord, that is pure religion. That is what Jesus yeah. did. Yeah, I have six children, Callie. I have six children. Every one of my children is a preacher. Every one of my children love Jesus, and they tell me the reason is because when they were little, they were exposed to orphans. And all their lives, they have been helping orphans. And they said the devil never had a chance. <laughs> the devil never had a chance because anytime the devil would come knocking on their door, they would think about all those children and orphans and how they would feel if they did something wrong or if they walked away from God or how they could. And it's kept them. It's been like a boundary around their spirit yes. to help them just serve God. And now that they're grown they're all just preaching all over the world. They're ministering. They're helping us with all these children and orphans. And they're, cha they're changing the world, you know, because, and that's what happens to, I know the children of many pastors that come to, uh, you know, Kazan Helena, and their children are just like that. We have people that, teenagers that have come to serve there as interns, because we have a huge intern program, uh, single people that come there to help. They stay there for as long as a year, sometimes three months, six months, a year. We've had one that stayed there seven years. Wow. And it's literally, they, she got married there, married a Mayan, and then they have kids now. He's about like four feet tall, and she's six feet tall. Wow. And it's like the weirdest looking thing, but they love each other. They serve God. They do the, you know, they, it's, it's, it's the holy, it's the holy ground of wow. Christianity. Wow. Orphans is the holy ground. The holy it's where ground. you take it's where you take your shoes off. Your shoes from your business, your shoes from your own life. It's where everybody becomes equal. The rich and the poor alike all come together to serve these kids. And it's no longer any kind of status, any kind of, you know, hierarchy. Everyone is a foot washer. Everybody is there to wash feet. And that is what we're called to do. There are no celebrities, Callie, in Christianity. No, no, no. No celebrities. We're foot washers. The more effective we are, the more powerful we are, yes. the more divine wisdom and knowledge God gives us, the more feet we get to wash. That's exactly and, right. And, and that's, that's a missing part in Christianity. The orphan's face is absent from many churches. The well, widow's face. That's, I mean, what's, that's what's going to bring balance to, to our lives. That's what's going to bring perspective. That's what's going to keep us going the right direction. We need that balance, especially living in America where everybody's um, 
thought process is about success and status and fame. And even in the church, it's not, you, it's not excluded from the church. You, you have people more interested in success and ambition than destiny and calling. And, um, uh, this is a way for the Holy Spirit to keep us balanced. He knows what he's doing when he gives us instruction. And part, mm-hmm. of, this, part of this instruction is so that our, that our hearts can be expanded with his love and we won't get sidetracked by stupid things, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we also have widows. We have a lot of widows. And I, I, I found that only 10% of the body of Christ uh, supports or helps widows at any level. And, and widows, what we do with the widows is we go out into all these villages, Mayan villages. There's 8 million Mayans in Guatemala. They don't go to school. They're totally poor. They're dying everywhere. Um, Guatemala is second in the world in malnutrition for children per capita. Wow. And there's 500,000 orphans in Guatemala alone. Uh, but widows, oh my gosh, the widows live in these uh, little huts that are made of cornstalk, dirt floor cornstalk, and the roof is is trash bags, black trash bags. Wow. They have no bathroom, no to- no toilet. They're in their 70s and 80s. Husbands are gone. They have a rock where they manage to get a little bit of corn, and they beat that corn with a rock, and then... Uh, if they can find some beans, they make a little tortilla with the bean and put a little salt in it. That's their diet. Wow. We come in, we come in there and we build them a house made out of stone, a stone house made out of a stone block. And we give them a restroom and a bed and a stove and a kitchen. And then we take care of them till they die. We feed them. We nurture them. We give them total free medical care. We watch out for them every day. We take care of them. We make sure they live healthy, good lives. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. Wow, because what a really, blessing. And that's, that's everybody's calling. I mean, I'm not boasting on, it, on, on myself or anything. I'm just saying, it's like anything you do, once you have light, you're required to walk in that light. Absolutely. It's just that simple. Tell me you know? how we can get a hold of, tell me how we can find this ministry. Give me all your... Give me all your handles. <laughs> yeah. The easiest way to find us is to go on your phone on the app, on your app store. You know, okay. you have an app, an app where you get apps. Right. You go on the app store, you put in my name, Ivan Tate, T-A-I-T. Okay. And my app is there. I have an app myself. And my app will download you and connect you to our website, which is uh, whatmattersmm.org. Okay. It'll connect you right there. Plus, you get all these free things that are on there. Lots and lots of free. Uh, I do a life lesson every Monday wow. and a lot of other things. And and there we talk all about it. And then you go right to the website and everything is there. If somebody wants to be an intern, if they want to come help, they can fill out all that information. If they want to come on a trip, they can fill out that information. If they want to donate and help, it's all broken down. The pictures, the stories, the kids, then they can come any month of the year and, and come on a trip and go see for themselves if what I'm saying is, is real and true. And just go meet the kids and do the whole thing themselves. You wow, know? that's such and, a blessing. Such a blessing. So go go to your app store, download yeah, Ivan Tate, yeah, yeah. And, and then you can pull down uh, everything that you need for What Matters Ministries 
and mission yeah. uh, missions. Um, what matters mm dot org org. And yeah. uh, so I, I really want to encourage everyone that's listening to pray about getting involved with this ministry. It's something that uh, our church is, is really getting ready to go to the next level with. And then we're going to go to the next level with personally. I believe God is calling us. I want to take an, take this opportunity to um, pray for everyone that's listening, that God would expand your heart and open your heart and your eyes to the importance of the orphans and the widows and the mandate to to go and make a difference in someone's life that can physically do nothing for you. And um, but it's it's God's it's pure religion. It it will and and you're so right, Ivan. Even the world recognizes how important this is. So I want to take the time to pray. Ivan, would you pray for our listeners right now? Yes. Lord, thank you so much, God, that you saved us all. Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for saving us. Thank you so much, Jesus. We yes. praise you. We magnify you. We give you honor, Lord. Not only have you saved us out of the world, God, but you've saved us so many times yes. from so many things, God. We've had our hearts broken, God. We've been betrayed. We've been hurt. We've been wounded, and you saved us. You healed us from yes. our brokenness. You healed us from our wounds. You healed us from everybody that's walked away from us, God, and everybody that's walked into our lives, and all of our frenemies, and all of the different things, God, in life that we've been through, that you have saved us. And now, God, I'm praying for people that they will get the seed and compassion in their heart yes. for orphans, little boys and little girls, God, that are waiting for them. Yes. There are orphan children, ladies and gentlemen, waiting for you. They are waiting for your hands, your prayers, your anointing, your love, the respect and the dignity you can impart to them, the celebrating of their potential. And I pray for you today that you will see yes. your life changing today, yes. that you will not see your life staying the same as it is right now, that you're going to say, I'm taking a step up. I'm yes. going to help orphans and widows. I'm going to make it a regular part of my life from now on. Yes. I'm going to be involved. I don't want to go to heaven, stand in front of God and say, I never helped one single orphan yes. my entire life. I don't even know the name of one. That's not going to happen to you, ladies no, and gentlemen. No. I pray that the, the, the Holy Spirit will wash over you right now yes. like a waterfall, like a river, that it'll sweep you off your feet and that you'll start to say, I'm getting involved yes. in what God is doing. Because if you get involved in what God is doing, you get what God has. Yes. And what God has is love, joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Yes. That's the kingdom of God. You will get the blessings you've longed for. Your children will be blessed. Your grandchildren yes. will be blessed. The world will not be able to approach them or touch them yes. or violate them or defile them or twist their vision or allow them to become worldly and connected to worldly institutions, immoralities, and all the other things will fall off of your children, and they will start having a kingdom mind and a heart full of divine desires. Yes. Divine desires are the secret to walking with God every day for the rest of our lives. And Lord, that's what I pray for everybody listening right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this amazing program. We thank you for Ivan Tate. We thank you for what him and 
he and Kim and their family are doing in Guatemala. We thank you for their love for the widows and the orphans. We thank you, Lord, that that's been imparted to us today. I want to encourage everyone to uh, get on Ivan's website. He is an amazing man of God, and you're the teaching that he, the, the teaching and preaching and the impartation that comes from his ministry is life changing. So I want to encourage you to get involved, and I also want to encourage you to really pray about getting involved with the orphans and the widows and making a difference. I, I thank everyone that's listening to BPN Radio today. Uh, this is an amazing network. It's a it's a God called network to make a difference in America to call America and the world back to prayer. I thank you, Dale and Jean and for what you're doing. We give you the praise and the glory and the honor um, in Jesus' name. I want to um, encourage you to listen to this song by Hillsong, His Glory Appears. Be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you.
For the past hour, you've been listening to the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.